and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hi everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode um, of Blind Changes Mindset Q&A Live. I'm thrilled to have Jade Broomfield Moore with us this morning. Hi Jade. Hi yeah. Um, so Jade, oh wow, I feel exhausted just thinking about everything that you've managed to pack into life. So you are a, you've got two horses, you uh, are doing a degree in primary school teaching, you are a business owner and you look after your siblings. Yep. Yeah, wow. I'm a busy lady. Indeed. So tell us, tell us a bit about yourself and, and your setup and, and all of this stuff that's going on for you then. So I'm a second year primary education uh, student, so it's busy at the moment, but it's a bit all over the place. So I'm currently at home with my youngest three siblings and we live not too far from a really nice grass livery where we have our two horses, which makes everything so much easier. And I run an equestrian fashion business called Arthur Jack Equine. Um, We specialise in equestrian fashion. Um, So a lot of the time, any spare room in the house looks like a stock room because um, we're in the process of revamping the actual stock room so that it's a bit easier for me. And um, yeah, that's kind of what cool. we get up to. Wow, so, uh, lots of things. so tell us then a little uh, bit about uh, your business. Tell us a bit about off the track a question. What inspired you to set it up? It's a few years old now, isn't it? Yes, it's coming up three years this summer. Um, so when I came up with the brand, I was sitting in an A-level English class and I was just doodling in the back of a notebook. And we'd been talking that lunch about what, you know, what I think it was what we were asking for for Christmas and things. I remember just being like, wow, why is everything I want that's horse-based so expensive? And I remember looking through the sizes and things and it was like an eight was an extra small or an extra, extra small. I just remember thinking as someone recovering from an eating disorder, that kind of struck a quite a painful chord. So I decided that I was going to set up my own business, one where it didn't matter what your socioeconomic background was, it didn't matter what your size was, that there was something for you. And we've had a few supplier issues, you know, people getting the numbers wrong. Our last lot of base layers came in small, medium, large, and I was very disappointed in that. But the aim is, by the end of this year, using our new UK manufacturers, that we're going to have products that are suitable for people, no matter their size, that don't have harmful, stigmatised labels like extra, extra small and extra, extra large, and that, you know, a 4 to a 24 just feel like standard sizes. Um, Yeah. Okay. And so what was it then that really filled that? Because, you know, you're, you're, what, 90? Yes. And so to decide that you want to set up a business and you want to change something that you didn't feel was right and, you know, um, that you want to do that on top of the fact that you were doing your education and everything else that's going on for you. What, what was it that kind of really fueled that for you? Um, well, I remember I was at a pony club for many years. I remember it was always very looked down on to not be wearing, you know, the big fashionable brands. And I mean, I didn't come from a very very wealthy family I mean we have horses you know so I remember just being like I don't want to I don't want my siblings growing up in that world you know I've got two younger sisters I was like I don't want them to get to high school and it be like that 
almost like that class divide of oh, what brand are you wearing I wanted to be a I wanted to make a brand that was accessible for everyone but was still seen as stylish and classy so that even the more well-off would say oh I really like that so that it you know it didn't become just like a cheap brand and also kind of spite I remember I sat down and I was talking about with my parents and I was on the phone to my mum and she was like yeah no what you, you do you you know you, you know you're an adult now and my dad said I don't think that'll do very well and I had a partner at the time who said I don't think that'll do very well and then we went to our first show and I was like oh you know I've got these negative things in the back of my mind I was like oh I'm not really sure and it did really well and I was like oh okay actually maybe maybe I can do this you know I'm not just some girl doing her A-levels or obviously not a degree you know I've, I've got ideas and people like them and then you know we went onto social media and we were doing polls and things like that and you know the feedback was coming out really positively and I was like oh or maybe maybe I can do this and it was you know it was that just that leap of faith of does someone believe in me and yeah when people did you know we've ended up at, I think we're at 15.1k over on Instagram now and it was like these people believe in me that's awesome and okay so let's just take it back a step so um, when you were telling people this is what you want to do and you got the naysayers they're saying that will never work no yeah. that's not going to happen that's really normal that happens to everyone like you know you've got this idea and because it's different and because it's new people are going well that's not going to work is it because it's different and new otherwise someone would already be doing it right yeah and um you know, despite that, you still were like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if it does. How did you overcome that? Because this is so, so key to so many people that they want something, but because some other people are telling them it's not possible, or because they've grown up being taught that, or because someone around them isn't being as supportive as they could be, um, they give up on that dream, or they go, oh, no, you're right, it isn't going to work. But you didn't, you didn't, you kind of, I mean, you got to your first show, so there would have been an awful lot of stuff involved before you even got to the point of that feedback. What was it that drove you on to do that? Um, I got a message from a lady that I used to take photos for, and she was like, I'll back you. I was like, what? You, 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 you're, sh you're sure? And she rang me, she was like, I'll back you. I'll give you... Um, a small loan I mean it was literally a couple of hundred pounds she was like and go and order that first batch of t-shirts it was t-shirts and some baseball caps and she was like do it genuinely do it and I'll take you and I was like oh but you know people have been a bit negative and I mean I owe this lady so much she is wonderful she was like don't listen to them we're going she was like if you think you can do this we'll do it and it was you know that strong positive outlook from someone else so I went I, I I can do this I sat down with my designs from the back of my back of my notebook that I'd scrolled out in biro and was like oh actually I can do this and I'd, I'd already been looking at you know places that could do like the printed and embroidery and I was like well this is the money I've got what how can I make the most of it um and obviously from having horses, I had acquired a lot of secondhand tack over the years. So I was like, well, we can take that because at the end of the day, I've got room in the car, may as well. And I remember she picked me up that morning about six in the morning. She was like, I've bought you a gazebo. Uh, have you got your own table? And 
I rang my nana. I was like, nana, can I borrow the table? Because we had like a folding picnic table. Because I hadn't thought of that. And honestly, you know, it's, that's one of the little things that you don't think about when, you know, you first start a business. She was like, yeah, of course, come pick it up. And she only lived around the corner. So you went and picked up this table. And she was like, oh, good luck. Uh, when you get back, can I order a T-shirt in my size? Because my nana's a larger lady. So I only didn't have anything in her size at that moment in time. And I was like, oh, hang on. But dad, dad didn't believe me, but, but Nan does. And then I remember we got to the show and it, it went okay. I mean, it was a dog show, so I wasn't expecting it to be amazing because yeah, I'm a equestrian brand. And then I got back and I was like, oh, dad, I had a really good day. Look, here's the class we sponsored. Look at these pictures. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, would you order me a T-shirt in my size in black? And then it was, can you order me one in grey? can I have a navy one whilst you're at it and it was all of a sudden you know the one person who told me I couldn't do it suddenly kind of believed in me I mean over the years we've had our blips you know he's like oh are you sure this is a good idea you know you could have put that money towards learning to drive or you know, a house deposit and all that and then he sees how happy it makes me and he goes oh, okay maybe it was worth it and I bet you he's <laughs> he's my walking advert yeah it's incredible i love hearing stories like that we call them the hero story which is where you come you have an idea and you come across adversity and that adversity can come in the form of a person a situation all sorts of things and um, because you've just got this belief in your back of the mind that there's something to this this i've got to try if i if i don't try i'll never know and so you try it and like you say the, the momentum just starts to build and there just needs to be those few people that that say, come on, you've got this. Let's give it a go. I'm with you. Let's let's fail together. It's fine if that happens. But if not, let's do this. You know? yeah. And then and then that one person that was the naysayer starts to think maybe they were wrong and turn around. And that is amazing, isn't it? When that when that adversary actually becomes your biggest fan. Yeah. yeah. OK, so amazing. So this this lady that you owe a lot to then. Um, what was it that she really kind of taught you and instilled in you and made the difference? Obviously, she gave you some investment, yes, but it wasn't a significant amount of money. It wasn't enough to launch a business, some people would say. So she must have given you so much more. Uh, yeah, she took us to our first couple of shows. Uh, she lent us her, her horse box. And it was just after, it wasn't long actually after I'd had an accident. I'd been bitten by a dog and I was still very nervy um you know we were going to a dog show and then she took us to a horse show and she didn't it's hard to describe it's not like she actually held my hand through it all but it, it was almost just like that presence she's a very strong willed lady she you know she she's fantastic and she was like you've got this I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a bit nervous. And she kind of just handed me one of her dogs and she was like, give him a cuddle, he'll be fine. All your nerves will go away. And we were sitting in this horse box. I had one dog on my knee, one dog sat next to me. And she was just like, yeah, well, we're 20 minutes away. Oh, we're, and we're you know, 10 minutes away. Oh, look, there it is. And we wrapped up. We right, found the lady going in. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, okay, oh, all right. Okay. And we were, we were pitched between, I think it was a photographer and like a dog shampoo company. And I was just like, I'm not sure this is gonna go well. You know, we're horses and this is a dog show. And she she looked at me and she was like, yeah, but we've brought dogs with us. I was like, oh, oh yeah, uh, 
yeah i forget how many dog owners also own horses and this is a horse rescue place and it was just you know that strong confident female figure of you got this yeah yeah and and you know i every time you had a concern it was like yeah and which was you know for i think i was 17 18 at the time you know and that that's really what you need you know that that metaphorical holding of your hand of you've got this i love that and i do love the yeah and <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what i know people right yeah and the problem is what i don't see what it's in your head yeah yeah so having had that experience so early on how has that shaped who you are today and you know what it is you're doing and, and what drives you in all the other things you do in life as well um it taught me very early on that it was okay to be juggling a couple of plates um obviously having horses and doing schoolwork is obviously it's always a big commitment you see a lot of people do posts about selling their horses to go to uni or loaning them out and i i mean those two things didn't cross my mind but i said to mum well what are we going to do with our two we only had one at that moment and then we bought a second one to keep him company and we just found some grass livery and it was like oh we we could do this we don't need to be on a you know a livery yard with other people to help me because I've got I mean I've got three siblings here with my mum I've got my mum um at both sides of my neighbours I've got horsey children who you know are desperate to see the ponies and it was it was a real driving factor of I can go to uni and run this business and when I come home you know weekends and half terms that I'm going to be able to see my horses I'm going to be able to like over summer uh, River comes back into work for you know the odd plod around the field and the kids like to have a little walk around and it's really nice that you know I've got that almost like the business to fall back on when you know uni's tough and there are days when you're looking at assignment and that assignment feels like it's never going to end or you're not going to be able to find the reference for it because referencing is I feel the bane of every uni student's life and I went and now I kind of had the outlook of well if I can take this business from me being the only follower to 15k you know from no sales to you know sell out selling out on pre-orders then I can do this you know I I've got this no matter what and I think being able to look at a situation where you feel like there's there's no no end to it almost and be able to go well I've done it before I'll do it again is really helpful especially with uni and see at the moment where there's you know no face-to-face teaching and it does feel like it's never going to end being able to go well I remember when you know the business had its lulls at the start when it was quiet when you know I was lucky to make one sale a month and being able to go oh I did it before I'll do it again and I'll get out the other side of this, okay? Awesome. So it's, it's just it's that belief in yourself, that little voice in the back of your head, that your little voice is a really useful one that says, we've well, done it before, you can do it again. And it's training that little voice, isn't it? Training that little voice to say the useful stuff instead of the, well, you're not good enough. Yeah. Let's say, it doesn't matter, you've done it before, you'll do it again. And developing that resilience that you've clearly developed to bounce yeah. back. So, you know, 
with a degree and horses and a business and helping look after your siblings as well. That's a lot to be juggling, like I said. There must have been times when you dropped a plate that was spinning somewhere or yeah. something didn't go to plan or you missed the ball or whatever, however many of those things you want to call it. Tell us of a time, or not necessarily, yeah, tell us of a time when that happened, but how did you pick yourself back up and carry on? Because I think so many people are so fearful of dropping a plate or of, you know, not having everything perfect or of letting something go a little bit or, you know, not managing it all that well that they therefore don't put an extra element in that they want to have in their life or they're fearful of doing something they really want to do because they don't know how they're going to manage it all but clearly you have shown us that that is possible how do you overcome that then? so in october we put out pre-orders for our saddle pads and our stable tidies like stable drapes and what else was on there and oh and our new fleece rugs and i was i was quietly confident that this was going to do quite well and it did until our supplier stopped replying so it got to november i think it was 10th which is when it was due to start being shipped radio silence got to the 20th which is when it was due to arrive to me radio silence got to the end of november still radio silence or oh it's not quite ready yet or oh well look here's a picture of some of your order and then it got to December. And I was like, look, this, you know, people ordered in October, hoping that this was going to be here for Christmas. And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's here, it's here. No tracking number, no products. And I remember just crying, just sobbing at my poor pony, being like, what am I going to do? Because I had put so much time and at that point money into this order going well it was going to be lots of people's christmas presents i know there was some birthday things in there and it was just the most gut-wrenching feeling knowing that i'd put all my trust into someone else and he'd let me down um yeah that order didn't arrive until the middle of jan and some of it is still missing um which you, as you can imagine is beyond stressful um i've heard every excuse under the sun no, he's in hospital, his brother's in hospital, his sister's getting married. Uh, it's It's been sent, but it's not been sent. It, there's no tracking number. His shipping agent uh, isn't getting back to him. And it's hard. It's horrible, in fact. And I was very lucky that I found two of the ladies on Facebook who were using the same supplier who were getting the same excuses as me. But, you know, one day I'd get, I'm in hospital, and she'd get, my sister's getting married. And... We kind of all just sat and we talked and we said at the end of the day there is nothing we can do you know we'd put all of our own personal finances into refunding the people that wanted refunds um and that was horrible you know that was times where i was living off the bare minimum of what i had in the fridge and the freezer and the cupboards because all of my money had gone on to refunding people because this order hadn't arrived and it was horrific i remember my dad was like, oh, well, I told you this could have been a bad idea. And I was like, now is really not the time to you know, drag that up. And when it arrived, you know, you go through and you check in to make sure everything's there and things are missing. It was like that adrenaline rush of, yes, it's here, followed by that crash of, oh, hang on, things are missing. And I remember I got a message from one of our followers and she was like, hey, I know I've put a huge order in. Um, don't worry about it 
I will wait as long as it takes. She was like, I can imagine you've had some horrible messages. Don't worry about it. I want my order whenever it arrives. Just look after you. She was like, I can't imagine what you're going through right now. Because I'd put a couple of screenshots of like what he'd said, like the supplier had said. And she was like, I can't believe you're having to deal with this. You know, this was obviously just after all the schools had been closed. So things like my placement had been cancelled and, you know, emotions were already high. And then obviously all this on top of it. And we got some really nice messages from my sponsored riders, my brand ambassadors. And then, yes, yeah, some of these, some customers who were just like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, we'll wait. And all those positive messages really do outweigh the negatives. Um, we had a couple of followers over in Northern Ireland who were like, if you need us at any time of the day, drop us a text because, you know, this, this isn't your fault at all. Don't let anyone make you think it's your fault because this is not your fault. This is not on you. And that was really, really helpful because when you're going through a situation where you feel like you've got no control, because realistically you have got no control, being told that it's okay and that, you know, people believe that you're going to get it sorted is really reassuring. And, you know, I'm forever really grateful for all those positive texts that we got that were like, chill out, don't worry. We're going to, your, your actual followers, you know, your ideal customers, we're still going to be here when this is all over. And they were the ones that supported me through finding the British suppliers because the one that we were using was um, um, an international one and it just wasn't working out. And I mean, of all the plates to drop, that was probably the most financially damaging one that I could have dropped. But I'm kind of glad that I dropped it when I did because it taught me so much, especially about being able to hand over control to other people. Um, one of my sponsored riders is my best friend and there were days where she was like, I'll take over dealing with the Instagram and the messages. And she was like, just look after you. Wow, what's lovely. It just shows that if you surround yourself with the right people, that they are your tribe. They will be there to support you when you need them and they will fight your corner and your battle and i bet you if any of the people have put anything negative on any post they would have fought that corner um and probably do so how do you deal then with the negative people how did you deal with the because you would have got some horrible comments and you would have got some people being very upset and understandably you know if they'd ordered christmas presents and they'd ordered things for their loved ones or for them you know you can yeah. understand why um, and people react in funny ways when they are fearful or angry or any of that. How do you how do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? How do you kind of keep going? Because you're going to get them. It's especially in retail. You know, it's yeah. not it's not an easy place to be sometimes. But clearly, you do keep going. What do you do to to move on? Uh, I quite quickly learned to grow uh, quite a thick external skin. I mean, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm a very emotional person, and things get to me. But um, I think it was Ria's group that I commented in and it was just almost an outflood of other business owners that were like, yep, yeah, we've got that we've got that kind of customer at the moment. Don't worry about it, um, especially with all the delays with Royal Mail over Christmas. And there were so many people that were like, yep, yeah, yeah, we're all in the same boat at the moment. Just just keep going. It was, you know, that outpour of don't worry it'll get better because 
there are days where you know you've got more negative messages than you have positive and you know that gets to you it does it very much gets to you so to see that you know all the other small businesses are going through the same it's what's the word it's that reassurance of you're not the only one because it feels like you know you're a fish out of water and it is really useful to me knowing sometimes that it's not just me yeah um, don't know how many clients I get that they phone me they want to book coaching they want to do something with me and I say just to let you know you're really normal and they're like what do you mean I'm really normal I've got all this crazy stuff going on in my head and it's like yeah I hate to say it. it's really normal <laughs> and actually for them to just feel like oh it's not just me I'm not crazy this isn't just happening to me there are other people in this situation and this is where those support groups are really helpful aren't they those communities those support groups you know for you it was going to other retailers and saying what do I do? And they go, don't worry, we're all having the same thing at the moment. It's all right. You know, here's some tips and tools and hints to help you through. And that's just so invaluable right now, isn't it? That community. Yeah, it's a massive support network. And, yeah, it's it's the best thing ever. And how did you find yours? How did you find the right support network for you? Um, I think it was from, I've been listening to her podcast and... I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook um, in some of the other equestrian groups where anyone who'd mentioned business, everyone had been like, join this group. This is the person to talk to. And I joined that group and I was like, oh, okay, actually, no, I, I can see why this would be beneficial to me. You know, I enjoy the podcasts anyway. And then I met a lady in America and we'd FaceTimed and she was like, hey, here's a link to another group that I think you'd really enjoy. It's based in Australia, but it's similar to what you do and you know although there's a lot of like body workers in there so you know physiotherapists and chiropractors she's like there's a couple who do you know fashion and things like that and I think some of the information in there would be invaluable to you and it was you know those those two groups are now my go-to for anything you know especially with the search option on Facebook where you can you put in your keywords and it'll bring up all the posts relating to that it's it's fantastic because it means that I don't then have to put up another post, especially if I'm, you know, really down and that I feel like I'm failing. Being able to read that someone else has been in that situation and see the comments of what people have suggested and the outpour of love from all these other small business owners is is really, really nice. Um especially um we've ended up with some really nice connections, like there's a photographer and you know i'll be like oh well this is kind of not going particularly well she's like here have a picture of my dog and i'm like that's just made my day because sometimes when you know it feels like you're dropping these plates and you're not sure you're gonna be able to pick them back up having a support network where people are like change the subject here do something positive have some serotonin it's just really nice love that so if in doubt if you think anyone's ever done just send a picture of your dog because clearly that makes all the difference <laughs> yeah. pony pictures and dog pictures absolutely no doubt about it you nothing better than a pony picture is there really or a cute puppy or a cute dog <laughs> exactly. yeah and it does it just shows that that bit of love that bit of support that bit of hey look um you might be down but it's okay you know yeah you'll get through it yeah nice okay so this is, you know, just incredible hearing your story about business and all of that. 
and everything you've been through. And I think it's really inspirational. I think a lot of people that are watching this and listening to this will will find some really useful inspiration and some some useful hints and tips and maybe they're feeling a bit on their own and they might think you know actually yeah i do need to go and find that support group um i mean that's exactly why i set up eden which is my equestrian development and empowerment network which is exactly what you're saying um it's a place where people can be it's supportive it's i look after it not that there's ever any problems but if there were i would nip it in the bud and people can just put that question out or share that way they're feeling and everyone just piles in with all the love and all the support and all of the you know here's a cute picture um all of that stuff and it's it's lovely isn't it that sometimes at the moment we can feel very alone um very isolated all this stuff going on but actually sometimes you just reach out and the outpour that you get of support just really makes you realize that that everyone's still out there. They are still out there. They're just all stuck indoors, but they're still Yeah, especially out there. when you can't, you know, ring up and be like, can we go out for a coffee? I need to just chit chat, you know, being able to put up a post and, you know, you get this just outpour of, here, have all these cute pictures or look what my pony's done today. And it's just, it's like being able to go out for a coffee with someone just safely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no chance of catching anything. Okay, so tell us then um, about all these plates you keep spinning. You must have a way of doing this. You, then you must have a way of keeping um, on top of everything, making sure you don't miss stuff, especially if you're running a business that's you know retail business. So you've got to keep, you've got to track stuff. You've got to make sure it happens. You've got to be, you know, getting stuff ordered in in time, all the timeline, and then there's your horses and then there's your family and then there's your university degree with all of the deadlines and things about that. How on earth do you keep track of all of that stuff? What are your hints and tips? So I am a sucker for a paper planner. I know a lot of people like to have things on their phone but I find having an actual planner in front of me that I can pull out and look through really helpful and I have one that's got lots of different columns in it so, you know, I've got like a uni column, one for all my medical appointments, one for my ponies, you know, like the vet, the farrier when I need to buy a new feed. And then um, one for the business. So, you know, when things are due to be ordered and things are due to arrive, um, you know, if I know that I've got to put some money into my savings account, that I'll make a note in the column that says, remember to this to my accountant when I next speak to them that I've had to put this away because you know I don't know maybe I've got some driving lessons coming up or I've got rent to pay and I find having an actual planner really helpful and then the other thing I do is I love IT I did I did it up to A level you know it's, it's my my jam and I like spreadsheets colour coordinated spreadsheets are the way forward Um, I'm dyslexic and I struggle with numbers so being able to have a spreadsheet that does all my addition, subtraction and multiplication for me is the best thing ever. Um, one of the team members who I mentioned earlier uh, does computer science. So if I ever have a query, I just pick up the phone. And I'm like, hey, this isn't working. And she's like, here, this is the code that you need, not that. And, you know, being able to see figures in front of you is really helpful. Being able to, like, I have a page on one of my spreadsheets where it's like the total cost of an order, how much I've paid in that installment and the date and how much there's still to go. And being able to track and watch that number go down is really satisfying, especially with suppliers where it's like you pay 50% deposit and then you pay 50% when the products are done. You know, being a university student, I don't always want to have those sorts of sums of money in my account. 
especially at the moment where you know if I lose my bank card I'm going to really struggle to get it back because it would go to my uni address or it go to my home address and you know that transfer period trying to change everything back to my home address so being able to just pay off little things in you know little sums like so say it comes in and I go oh well I can take 500 pounds off that order uh, so you send it over and being able to you know take that off that total and just watch that total tick down is really really satisfying um but yeah color coordinated spreadsheets um, having multiple sheet spreadsheets as well so that you can have one that's got say the base costs so it's the costs the minimum order quantities and how much the shipping is for example for a certain amount of that product and then being able to have a sheet for each order that you do is really really helpful for me because it means that if I've misplaced a piece of paper that's like with the invoice on which I do a lot because obviously I live with children um being able to just open up this spreadsheet and click you know january order february order and go oh hang on so that there's you know 150 pounds left on that order oh well i can sort that out today or oh there was 10 of those bonnets i'll have to go and check because i can't find you know the pony one so it's really really helpful for me to have these spreadsheets and you know being able to change the color and the background is great with dyslexia so, okay, so you're a spreadsheet lady, but essentially then for you, it's about using technology or using tools that help you to stay organised and keep on track. Why yeah. do you ever go on track? No. Well, the thing with the spreadsheet as well is obviously I can have it on my laptop here, but if I'm out and about and someone asks something or, you know, I get a phone call and it's like, oh, can you just double check this? I can pull out my phone and go, yeah, hang on, it's here. And the same with my planner is, you know, I could, I get a phone call and I'll be like, hang on, flick through the pages and I can go, oh, yeah, well, I've got a lecture at four, but if you'd like to call me in the morning, that's fine. And I find that's really, really helpful, especially trying to talk to, well, now UK suppliers is obviously where I was usually international. They're awake, like in the evenings or like the early hours of the morning. And as a uni student, I don't sleep particularly well. So at two in the morning, when I get a text, it's like, your you know your fleet rugs are finished i'm like oh well send me a picture over whereas with the uk suppliers obviously it's like the normal nine to five so being able to pull out a planner and go oh well actually i'm free that morning so if you could give me a call that morning i find really helpful because i'm one of those people where if my phone rings i won't pick it up unless i know who it is so being able to write down that i know that you know a supplier is going to call me that morning is really helpful because it means i don't miss calls Awesome. So it's about finding a system that works for you and being organised and yeah. keeping track of stuff. Yeah, and being able to accept that you don't have to have it all on paper. You have to have it all on technology. It doesn't have to all be on your phone, but you can find your own happy medium. What happens if you have a new planet? Oh, yeah, I adore my planet. It's always within hand's reach. <laughs> cool. Okay. So... I think, you know, we've covered so, so much about um, how you overcome things, what belief you need, how you get that belief, um, how to get support when you need it, how to be really organized when there's loads of stuff going on. Is there anything else that you want to share or that you think is really important or you think people have asked you that would be really useful to let others know or anything like that? Yeah. Um when you run a business especially on instagram it's very easy to let yourself get down 
I find it on my personal equestrian account is I have two retired ponies and you see girls at my age, you know, out competing up to elementary and, you know, people who compete up to the Grand Prix and you go, oh, that could have been me. And being able to just unfollow people who aren't good for your own mental space, you know, that business that, you know, maybe you've had, had, not like a bad experiences, but you know, maybe you've had a negative comment from one of their team and you know, it gets to you every time you see their post. Unfriend them, unfollow them. Uh, I know on Facebook you can limit the posts that you see and things and just being able to take control of what you absorb, especially with social media being so prevalent whilst we're all stuck inside. You know, running a business is hard, going to uni is hard, owning horses in winter is hard. So if you can do something that will have a positive effect on your your mental health or your mental state or just even, you know, that's one less negative thing that you've got to deal with that day, do it. You know, if you have to schedule in that at 10.30 every day, you're going to stop and have a cup of tea with a biscuit, do it. You know, it's so important at the moment to not let you know, your your business or your work or anything consume you because it's so easy especially you know with a lot of people are still trying to get used to this new routine don't let you know the little things get in the way you know um I don't know, with the kids we bake once a week because you know it's good for them for math and home ec and you know we get muffins or biscuits at the end of it and you know that makes you smile or yeah, entering an online show and you know when those rosettes rock up in the post it's the best thing ever um my little sister loves the fact that i show our two ponies online so she has all of the ponies rosettes up around the room that are for the po- for the little pony because she always says well that's my pony and you know being able being able to see the bright things in life so at the moment obviously i'm having to we've got frost and ice here in we're in rural scotland so, you know, going down to break the ice in the waters two, three times a day. And our pony's quite a timid pony, but, you know, the other day I sat on the floor and she came up and she gave me a fuss. And I was like, I needed that. You know, I needed to just stop thinking about uni for 20 minutes, stop worrying about whether or not my orders were going to go out on time or if the printer was going to behave because I've had so many issues with that printer this year. And just be able to stop and sit in the moment with the pony whilst, you know, she came in, she licked my hand and she nuzzled up to me, which she's not a particularly affectionate pony. So that was really sweet. And just being able to stop and just go, that was really nice. That was that was what I needed. And, you know, not putting too much emphasis on things being perfect. You know, we have stickers that go on the orders, but at the moment I've got, obviously a huge backlog of orders because things have just arrived and you know I don't remember to put a sticker on every order and I had to learn to not beat myself up with that because one I ran out of stickers and two that at the end of the day people care more about what's inside that package than whether or not you remember to put a sticker on it. I think that's a good life, <laughs> people care more what's about about what's inside the package than whether you've got a sticker on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so one final question for you then, and thank you for that. It's so true. Really, really important. Final question. What gets you up in the mornings? Um, 
I mean, currently, it's a child or the dog jumping on me, wanting my attention. But uh, when I'm at uni, you know, when I'm on my own, the thing that gets me up in the morning is knowing that what I do means that my ponies can both have a happy retirement. Um, River is a failed racehorse. He's, you know, comes from good bloodlines, but his dad passed away when he was 15. And River's just turned 16. So to me, the fact he's still here means the world to me. And if I get 10 more years of him being a field ornament, I'll take 10 more years of him being a field ornament. And when I finish uni, my mum is handing full control of them both over to me. So at the minute, she helps me out with my livery feeds if I need it, like when I need it. And, you know, she pays for my feed because I don't drive. But, you know, I know that I've got 18 months-ish left until I finish uni. And then I'm there completely dependent on me. So, you know, I get up in the morning and I'm packing orders or I'm updating the website because I know that I've got two ponies that rely on me. And while they're happy as Larry stood in that field, you know, if dinner's 10 minutes late, they're both going to be grumpy. And, you know, those happy, smiley faces, you know, when you rock up with their warm dinner in the morning, it's just the best feeling. Perfect place to finish. So thank you so much, Jade. It's been an absolute pleasure hearing from you and just hearing the fantastic mindset that you've got. And you know, I'm, I hope lots of people really enjoy listening to this, as I have really enjoyed asking you about your story and, and hearing about you. And I really, really wish you the best, best of luck with everything in the future. And on that note, then, so how do people get a hold of you, or indeed, how do they find out about your fabulous company? So we are on Facebook and Instagram and we have a website um, and we are actually on YouTube. I'm just not very good at remembering to post on Facebook. We are off the track equine and on Instagram. We are off the track underscore equine. Awesome. So you'll probably have a flood more orders coming in now. <laughs> um, I certainly checked you out while I was on here. I thought, oh, I haven't followed you on Instagram yet. So uh, I'm sure you'll get some new followers and things as well. So thank you so, so much, Jade. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, hopefully uh, we'll hear more of you in the future with your huge success and being a teacher and everything and finishing the degree and everything that you've got going on. Thank you for having me. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us and we look forward to you listening into our next one. Bye, everyone. Who got this? You got this? You know you're going to rock this. Who got this? You got this?